Pretty Big Deal is made possible by Adidas. Thanks to the friendly people at Adidas for supporting us. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Ollie. Ollie has made it their personal mission to create delicious products that are just as effective as they are fun. From powerful gummy vitamins to plant-based protein and bars, they've turned good nutrition into an easy, healthy habit that's anything but a chore. And I take these daily, B12 Energy, boom shakalaka. Use code PRETTY at ollie.com for 25% off your next order. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is the last episode of season one of Pretty Big Deal. For our season finale, we decided to do things a little bit different. So we flew to Dallas to record with Serena Williams in front of a live audience. You guys, I love you. Thank you for listening all season. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did and watch out for season two. How's everybody doing? I I think everybody's doing pretty damn good, huh? We have got an incredible event, an incredible evening, and I'm so excited. I'm Ashley Graham, for those of you who don't know, because we're here celebrating the Queen Serena Williams tonight. But I just have to say thank you for being here, and um, thank you. I love you too. So tonight we're actually recording the season finale of my podcast, Pretty Big Deal. And we're live for everybody at home who's listening right now. We are at Neighborhood Goods. I'm sitting across the greatest athlete in the whole world, Serena Williams. I'm shaking. This is just an incredible moment, and um, for those of you who can't see and that are listening on a podcast right now, I'm, I'm wearing one of the sexy white body con dresses from the Serena collection. Yes, it looks so, so get good your hands. On you. It looks so good. Thank you. Thank you guys that are here. That is like the warmest welcome for this crowd. Oh my god. I was not expecting that, so thank you so much. <laughs> So we're at a pop-up, and you've been traveling now. You've been doing lots of pop-ups across the country. How many have you hit now? So in the last month, we've done three. Um, Our brand is strictly e-commerce, so we like to, we're e-commerce store, but we pop up. So people can kind of sometimes feel and see what we have. Um, But this one was really exciting to do here. First of all, partnering with Neighborhood Goods was amazing. Mm -hmm. They've been such an amazing, great partner, and this store, this space they gave us is unbelievable. We just feel so honored. And um, I was here like a few weeks ago setting up and um, it was on my stories. I was rolling out the carpet. I'm really hands-on with my brand and I really yes. love what I do. We're going to get into that. Uh, yeah. Because so, I need to know details. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um, that's what we do. It's just uh, we're strictly e-commerce, but you never know where we're going to show up. We're trying to plan next year. So if you guys want me to come back or... We're trying to plan like, our yes. cities for next year to see where we're going to pop up at. That's great. So um, those of you who are new to the podcast and everybody who's listening at home, we want you guys to get involved. So go on to Pretty Big Deal Instagram and Twitter, ask questions, let's start the conversation, and go to the Anchor app because you can actually leave me a voice message there. And in the after show, we can have a whole conversation and um, you can be a part of this conversation that we're having right now. So what I like to do on Pretty Big Deal's podcast 
podcast is do a rapid fire. And when I say rapid fire, I mean, I'm going to give you a pretty big deal sentence and then mm-hmm. you just get to finish it. So I'll say okay. pretty big deal karaoke song and mine's Shania Twain. I feel like a woman. Oh, okay. nice. Okay. okay. So you don't have to sing if you don't want to, okay. but we yeah. can start with... <laughs> I lost my voice and I haven't even been singing, so I'm not quite sure how. Pretty big karaoke song. God, you're going to start out with that one, huh? Uh-huh. Um, well, I love karaoke, so gosh, I have a whole list. I have like a list and I scroll. It's up. I can't choose you got, one. Like, top I, two. Anything, okay, um, anything 90s, I guess. 90s, yeah. 90s, baby. Uh, pretty big superhero power. Like superhero? Yeah, or your power. Like, I would want to be invis- invisible. I want to teleport because I could have been here in two seconds. <laughs> and then or, I could go back home and see my baby, like, tonight. So. Speaking of, pretty big Olympia song. What? What's her favorite song? Pretty big Olympia oh, song. Um, oh, I, what is it? She's going to um, Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Oh, let's, let's do let's the do, twist. And then she does this. It's so Aww. cute. And she can't really dance when she does this. <laughs> And she tries. It's so cute. Uh, pretty big phobia? I'm terrified of heights. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And pretty big motto? Um, be seen, be heard. Be seen, be heard, be seen, because be that's heard. why we're here. That's, that's the slogan for Serena. Yes, that's the slogan for our brand. We want to be seen and we want to be heard. I love that you said that because I just want to get into it. In designing for Serena and thinking about the woman that you're designing for, what was it about her that you designed for? So when I was thinking about who we are designing for, I didn't want to go for a certain age or a certain body type or a certain look because I thought I want to throw that kind of all out. I'm tired of these designers saying it's for this woman, it's for that. And I'm like, no, this is for the woman that believes in herself and wants to show it mm-hmm. um, by wearing something really fabulous or just wearing a statement. Um, this is also for the woman that's uh, me almost four or five days a week, who's feeling really unconfident in herself that day for whatever reason, but at the same time still wants to believe in herself. And so we have other shirts like Be Seen, Be Heard, and we have nice, simple slogans of our um, I'm strong and beautiful and sexy uh, Mm -hmm. sweater. So for me, it's really just about, we we do not too many pieces, but we do some statement pieces that actually say something. Um, And it's just about that person that, is confident in themselves or not that particular day, but they want to find a way to feel confident, comfortable in themselves at the same time. It's truly Serena. Yeah. It's, it's truly yeah. who you are and your message. Yeah. And I also love that it's size inclusive. I have to say, so I'm a yes. size like 14 and my dress is a medium. So all the size 14 girls in the world know that you can squeeze into the, the mediums, <laughs> especially if you want it to be body count, honey. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but you also have a size-inclusive range with yes. Serena Great. Yes. What made you want to do size-inclusive as well? Well, um, we started out with with women's sizes, and I was like, this isn't representing all women. Like, mm-hmm. I need to represent women. And honestly, this isn't women. And I, I really don't like that word where they say, oh women and and plus. And I'm like, I don't really like that. You know, it should just be, isn't it just all women? So mm-hmm. um, I kind of was playing out on my career because we have like the GOAT collection. And then I was like, why don't we have like the great collection? These are this, instead of using the word plus, we should use the word great. Um, uh, and so, yeah. Because, so Because our curves are great. They are, right? I know mine are. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so that's what I wanted to do. And we're actually launching that today and here at Neighborhood Goods. So that's super, super exciting. That is great. Um, and it's official. We now officially have great sizes for forever. <laughs> that's fantastic. I didn't yeah. understand that great was because there was the uh, replacement of plus. And I yes. think, you know, no woman wants to be labeled because of a number inside of her pants. Exactly. So why exactly. not take and twist the narrative and call it great? Yeah, and, and just take off labels and it's, you know, we don't want to be known as that, you know? No, and we so don't. that was really important for me to kind of represent everyone um, and be inclusive of everyone, no matter what they look like, what sex they are. A lot of our stuff is um, both men and women are wearing it. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, and that was really important for me too because. Um, that's just, those are people that I look up to, you know, men and women. These are people that are my fans and people that truly support me. So I really mm -hmm. want to be able to, to branch out and to have, you know, things that can really, different things in the collection that can fit all that can fit everyone. And you were talking about being so hands-on. I mean, I've heard that you've come and dressed the mannequins, you're seeming yeah. the clothes. Yeah. Why is that part also so important to you? Because it's really important for the team to see my leadership skills and understand that as a startup, because this is a startup, um, I never realized that I would be do I would be in a startup as a professional tennis player, but I am, and I want my team to understand hard work. I never would have been who I am as a tennis player if I didn't work super hard every day and I didn't do things that maybe weren't the most fun thing to do, mm -hmm. but it made me who I am. And mm -hmm. it's so important to to kind of spread that word internally so everyone that does join our team know that. Listen, if Serena's steaming, I need to get out there and steam too. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want anybody um, lazy on the, so, on the team. Except for I don't fold. Um, oh. Yeah. I was fired. Not because I don't want to. I was fired from folding. So. Um, well, you can't be yeah. great at everything. Yeah. Definitely not me <laughs> at folding. So. Um, so your fashion's always on point. You always look and fly. Thank and you. your wedding dress Thank was you. spectacular. Yeah. That <laughs> The beaded cape. I just want to say, if I had that beaded cape, I would be wearing it at the gym, the subway. I, I mean, where, where, my wedding dress is actually in one of those Ziploc baggies, like with a suction cup vacuum underneath mm -hmm. my bed. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that your beaded gown is under there, or the yeah. cape is. Where is it living? It, I literally just got it like uh, two months ago because I had to go get it cleaned and everything, and it came back in like this massive box, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, so. It's in storage. That's kind of like a waste. But so I is wanted it still a cape. in the box or is it on a mannequin? You know, I, it, it's still in a box, but I think I'll put it on a mannequin because, like, I'm in the middle of moving. So I'm like, uh. my life is totally turned upside down. So I'm kind of living out of boxes and it's just really hard. Um, so, yeah, right now it's in a box. But when I move, actually, it's a really good idea to, like, have it on a mannequin yes, well, a in mannequin. the middle of the living room. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> You and walk into Serena's house, it's like this dress. But yeah, the cape was like my favorite thing. And the designer's like, what do you want? I said, a cape. Ooh. I don't need anything else but a cape. Oh. I'm, I'm a superwoman. I want to fly. I'm a yes. cape. So. Yeah. And royalty. And royalty at that. <laughs> exactly. So you have challenged convention on the tennis court, and you did it at the French Open with your cat suit. And then Woo! you did it. Yes. Yeah. Right? And then you had fun with the tutu then at the US Open. And I love that it was Virgil. Y'all love that tutu, huh? Oh, they have it on! 
they have a version of it on. Yeah. Um, because the, her actual one was Virgil Louis Vuitton for Nike, right? Um, yeah. I want to know what was the con- but, what was the concept behind the catsuit? Did you know the backlash that you were going to get when you walked off the court at the French Open? No, um, actually, after my pregnancy, I had a lot of issues and I was dealing right. with a lot of stuff and. Um, I have a lot of blood clot issues, so I have to wear um, either tights all the time when I play or I have to wear something to keep my blood circulation flowing. Um, And so that was kind of the reason behind the cat suit. And I explained that to them, and they were just like, okay, but it was, I don't think everyone under understood that. Maybe it wouldn't have been as much backlash, but I doubt it. But <laughs> you know what? I don't care. It's not about that. It was really about me getting back there in less than a year after having a baby. Exactly. And it was really about, exactly. Yeah, it was about me performing and it was just about me not winning, but just being there and showing mm-hmm. everyone out there that you know, if I can do it, you can do it. And, you know, we are strong and we can come out and we can play sport and we don't have to stop and we can still be working moms and dads and, you know, we can be great at it. I love your message, your constant yeah. message of that as well, because you are such a leader and you always are giving people the courage to be themselves constantly. Um, and I love how you speak about fashion and body positivity and you have faced so many um, stereotypes and amongst public opinion. And, and I want to talk about the scrutiny that you've faced when it comes to coded sexism and racism um, and, and, and how you've had to face those fronts. Do you ever just take a step back and say, I didn't sign up for this. This isn't what I'm here for. Um, you know, I did. You know, especially a few months ago, I was I had to take a giant step back. And, you know, I think it kind of worked out better for me because I was able to really put all my focus into the brand and things that I loved. And I realized that, you know, um, I don't really, for lack of a better word, I don't need this, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it is something that I love. I absolutely love playing tennis. I wouldn't be playing this long and I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, be still doing it. But I think it's always important to always have something else and to have a different outlet and have different things that you can do because it is tiring. And sometimes I look back and i like, you know, I didn't sign up for this. I'm just trying to play tennis and I'm just trying to be myself. And I'm trying to be treated as every other man is being treated. And um, I think, you know, um, but at the end of the day, to answer your question, I feel like what I go through the next black players and whether female or male, they'll have to go through less. And I honestly think about um, a player, maybe some of you guys have heard of her. Her name is Althea Gibson, won the first, yeah, amazing. So I think, because I read her book when I was really young and I just always loved her story. And one thing that I would always hit me and I never forgot was how she would travel and play with all these people. But when she would go back to the hotel, she slept in her car because they didn't allow her to sleep at the hotels. Mm. And so I thought she's opened so many doors for me. So everything that I'm doing now is, first of all, so much easier than that. And I'm all I'm doing, I'm a vessel to mm-hmm. open doors for other people behind me. And so for me, that's super important. It is. It is. What's your advice for women who are getting 
getting scrutinized every day because of who they are for standing up for themselves and because of what they look like? Well, um, you have to keep fighting. You know, we don't live in a perfect world. And by the way, we are never going to live in a perfect world, you know. Right. And this is, um, this is the hard truth of living life in this, on this planet. Mm -hmm. So once we realize that and kind of accept that, you're like, you have to make the best of it as you can and just be an example for the next generation so things can always continue to get better. Change doesn't happen overnight. It takes generations and generations and generations to change. And I think lately in the past even 10 years, we've made so many big strides, but there's still so many more big ones to make, and that's mm -hmm. okay. It's just really about continuing to make those strides. And that's why I love Be Seen, Be Heard so much is because a lot of us are not seen and we're definitely not heard. Mm -hmm. um, unless it's in the wrong way, then suddenly you're heard. And I feel like it's really important for our voices to matter and our voices to count and for us to, you know, just feel like, no matter it, no matter what we are, what we can be seen and be heard. I love that message. Yeah. You already know the Cash App is the number one finance app in the App Store. What you might not know is that you can also put Cash App in your wallet with the Cash Card. It's the only debit card that offers instant rewards and comes packed with premium features not even a credit card can offer, like boosts. Save up to 10% at Whole Foods, Chipotle, or Shake Shack, and more of your favorite spots, or even a dollar off coffee every time you swipe your cash card at coffee shops across the country. The cash card puts you in control of your money with extra safety features that let you pause your card with a touch. Unlike the credit card, there are no fees ever and a credit check isn't required. We are not using the other apps anymore. Visit the App Store or Google Play to download the Cash App now and get your free cash card today. I feel like you're always authentically Serena. And I too have always loved to just authentically be myself because of women like you, because you've allowed me to do that. And um, I've been myself and I make other people just deal with it. And I feel like you do too, except for I don't have the potential to be penalized for it possibly. And, and that's exactly what happened to you at the US Open on the court. And I just wanna say for myself, and I think for many other women in the world, thank you. Thank you for standing up for yourself. Yes, because you not only stood up for yourself and for the sport, but you gave all of us a voice, all of us women across the world, a voice thank to stand you. up for who we are. And we continue to need leaders like you. So thank you very much. Thank you. So let's talk about Serena as a venture capitalist, as a boss, as a woman who's just like taking over. Not only are you a beast on the court, but you are a beast when it comes to business. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing to, to um, visualize and, and bring awareness to sisterhood and companies and, and all of that that you're doing now. Well, um, it's so funny. When I first met my husband, one of the first things we talked about was investing. And I was like, you know, I've been really trying to start investing in different companies for years and blah, blah, blah. 
Long story short, um, in a marriage later. <laughs> and a baby. I think that's what it took. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but um, so that's kind of always been something I've wanted to do. Um, not only invest in other people and believe in their ideas, but also invest in myself. Um, and so, yeah, that's something I've been doing, you know, a little bit, you know, behind the scenes. I don't talk about it too much. Um, but, yeah, it's something so that I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, you just gotta, you know what? My favorite thing that I've read um, in the Bible is humil- humility makes you great. And that's something mm-hmm. that I think is so important. Mm-hmm. I believe that as well. What compels you to take the ideas and, and bring them into shape? And, and what do you, when you see something, what makes you just say, yes, I want to invest? So I, I like to believe in, in um, the founder. And one thing that really um, struck me was a couple years ago, I was at this um, this talk with at J.P. Morgan Chase, and they were telling us how less than 2% of women mm-hmm. founders are in VC fir- firms actually invest in. Um, and so I found that really captivating because 2% is such a low number. Crazy low. Um, it's... It's it's shocking, and you know I know we have good ideas because I know I have them, and I'm a woman, so I know there's millions and millions of other people that have them, women that have them. So that was kind of how I really wanted to make a difference and make a change, um, and try to look at women portfolios. And maybe I didn't invest in them, but maybe I would at least introduce them to other people or give them a different platform so other people can hear. Um, if I didn't have the capital to invest in them. Also, I um, just believe in founders. Like sometimes I meet, you know, amazing men as well that do really wonderful things. And I just love the idea of the company. And so it's really just about the founder. And if I kind of really believe in their vision and I kind of, and we have some sort of, you know, similar wavelength, and I feel like it's a really good process to to invest in. Um, it's like your own version of Shark Tank? Yeah, it's like a solo Shark Tank, you know, <laughs> but it's but not quite like that. <laughs> but it's fun, because even at Neighborhood Goods, where we're at today, um, I had an opportunity to hear about this, this brick-and-mortar shop that was going to have all these brands, and I've heard about it a thousand times, but until the day I walked into this, I never realized how amazing it was. And, you know, being on the floor of one of their investors early on was really exciting for me because, you know, it's, it's a great way for fashion. It was a great way for, you know, different brands to showcase and be in like this cool experience, you know, and like it's changing the name and changing the way um, people are looking at shopping. Um, and so it's, I really like the idea of neighborhood goods and, you know, I thought it was really, really cool. What's your advice to women who are starting a company or a business right now and are facing challenges? Well, I think, um, the, the best advice I give is you have to work hard and, you know, <laughs> you have to sweat a lot to make it and there's going to be a lot of mistakes, but if you're not sweating or, and, and enough, not literally, but um, <laughs> emotionally, but emotionally, <laughs> and you know, it's so important. That basically means like a ton of hard work because yeah. you're going to hear the word no. I can't tell you how many times I heard the word no for my brand. Um, and that's interesting to hear that Serena yeah. Williams gets no's. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I like to believe that they're probably like, dang, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um 
it's also important to understand that that happens. And everyone has their choice to put their money where they want to. And it's no reason to be angry or disappointed. You just got to keep going and keep going and keep trying and keep trying. And, you know, never really stopping and believing and working hard at your vision in a way you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best advice is just keep working hard. Yeah. So I love following you on social. And I love following you with Olympia. And I think that you guys are just the cutest. And you've been so open and honest and transparent with all of us about being a mom. And you shared the hashtag, this mama. And you yes. gave the, um, the story about the meltdown on the airplane with Olympia. Ooh, yes. What? I think that was my meltdown, but yeah. <laughs> no. What made you want to tell us that story? Well, um, I love when I hashtag this mama because I feel like I can get this incredible group of people um, and women that give me basically feedback. It's like my community of mm-hmm. help, help, you know, I don't know what to do. Um, and I got so much good advice on how to travel with Olympia on the plane from then because, you know, she's running up and down and I'm embarrassed and it's just like, oh my God, whose kid is that? You know? Oh. <laughs> well, she does have half a million followers on Instagram, so I'm sure some people knew. <laughs> well, I wasn't ready to claim that baby. Uh, <laughs> so it's just really, oh, it was really frustrating. But apparently it's a thing, and you know, if you travel at that young, especially when they're first starting to walk and they're first experiencing things in life, it's just, it's crazy. So um, that was always, that was really fun for me to kind of get that feedback. And I've noticed that every time I, I do share, I, it helps me. Like I got so many different good things. Like okay, get this for her, get this for her, get a book or a toy. And, you know, I found that that was really, really good feedback. And so whenever I have a problem, I'm like to post about it. I'm like, okay, what, what's what, been what, What's been the best advice? Um, The best one was at Wimbledon when I missed her walking and taking her first steps. And that was really hard for me because I was at practice. I didn't even have a match that day. I was at practice. And, um, you know, and then she took her steps and I was so disappointed. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too. Like, literally, like, it was so many comments. Like, I had so much engagement on that particular post and it was so many comments. And so many people were like, yeah, yeah, me, too. I was at work. Oh, I was in the bathroom. Oh, I was this. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's only in the movies where the mom is there and the dad is there, too. And, you know, they're perfect, and the baby takes the first step. So I guess I get it now. I get it now. So we're not living in a movie. Okay. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was really good feedback. And then, and it wasn't what was so impressive about that was it wasn't just moms writing in. It was dads, too. And oh. I really I really love that. And one, one dad writes, hashtags this dad. Oh, that's And cute. I love that. And then I felt bad. I was like, okay, I want to do, like, a hashtag this dad, but I'm not a dad, so I can't really share the same emotion. So maybe. <laughs> Alexis can do that, right. but um, I just love that they had that feedback too. It was yeah. really cool. That's so awesome. I have to fan out for a little bit because uh-huh. Being Serena was like the dopest HBO documentary Thank series you. that I've watched in a minute. Yeah. Right? You were vulnerable. You let us in, and yeah. in a way that I I felt I felt like we were girlfriends by the end of it. And especially after the moment where you and your coach sat outside on your back porch and he was like, look, if you want to, to continue to do what you are doing and yeah. you want to be great, you've got to stop breastfeeding and you've got to lose weight. And after he said that to you, I bawled like a baby because I too have had people tell me to lose weight in order to be great. But in this situation, it really was a decision you had to make in order to be 
who you wanted to be in that moment. Can you talk us through what it was like not giving up breastfeeding, losing the weight, and making that choice as an athlete? So, yeah, that was another myth I was living, I guess. I thought everywhere I read that when you breastfeed, you get this big. And so, you know, I was breastfeeding. I was right. breastfeeding and I'm like, why am I not losing weight? Like I, I should be a hundred pounds now. Hello, that's why I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, <laughs> what's happening? Um, so, uh, you know, I, I actually it works like when you first have the baby, like you lose a lot of weight if you breastfeed, but then you plateau and then I think you have to, in order, at least for me, mm-hmm. I learned in order to lose the rest of the weight, you have to stop breastfeeding. That doesn't work for everyone. So there's, through this whole process, I learned that every body mm-hmm. is different. Well, yes. You know, and so my body was, and it was, it went as far as it was going to go, and it wasn't going to go any further until I stopped breastfeeding. So when he told me that, I was just like, "Yeah, okay, I get it, I get it." Um, I had no intention of stopping in that moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you did it. You were gr- you were looking back at him just like, like you were looking through him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, I don't see or hear anything you're saying. And you ha- you said nothing back to him. No, I, was I didn't. Like, Cause he I, just took it. Yeah, because I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you went and you. You went and you lost I the weight. I went and I breastfed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you did right after that? <laughs> no, so, it, it, you know, it, you can't really tell in the show, but in the show, I, I breastfed for another six weeks after that because oh, I, wow. ha- I had to be ready. I wasn't, I, you never can let anyone tell you what to do. You have to make your own decisions. Amen. And I wasn't ready. And I'm not going to, I can always play tennis, but I'm never going to have these moments with my daughter again. And so I needed to be ready to stop breastfeeding, and that was the decision I needed to make. So <laughs> the next episode, he kind of tells me, again, I need to stop breastfeeding, but <laughs> I, um, eventually I did because I knew, okay, I need, if I want to play the French Open, I have to be able to stop. And so I eventually stopped, but it was, um, it was my own decision. And then um, and I talked to Olympia about it. I know it sounds crazy, but I talked to her and I said, um, okay, honey, mommy's going to stop. And this is really hard for me. And we prayed about it. And then Aww. she didn't even try. She didn't oh, even grab at wow. me after that. It was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing. Um, and but she got yes. a tooth like the next day too. So it was like <laughs> perfect timing. So it was like everything kind of fell into place. And, you know, I was just like, wow, it was, it was really, it was, it was, had to be divine. I was, was just no about way. to say, that's the divine power yeah. of God right there. <laughs> yeah. And Ask then I lost like receive. 10 pounds in two days. How many? Like 10 pounds in two days. Well, once I dried out, TMI, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I lost like literally 10, it was insane. And I was what was like, the goal? What were you trying to lose? I don't know. I don't step on scales. Uh, me you know? neither. Right? Like, I didn't it gets know you that depressed. Was a thing for you. <laughs> I, so there's, like, a, there's a tape measure that goes around my waist usually, and then yeah. it's like, are you going to fit into these pants? It's all yeah. BS at the end of the day. Yeah, but right. I don't believe in weights. Or me weight neither. Machines, me yeah. neither. So all I know is that um, I say ten pounds, but it was at it, it was at least ten pounds. <laughs> well, because they were ten pounds each. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. <laughs> She cracked herself up. <laughs> she cracked herself up, ladies and gentlemen, at her home. Okay, so we got to wrap up soon. But okay. I want to ask you a very, you know, a, a question about the future. Because you have been so incredible. You're, you are the number one athlete in the world to me. And I think to so many people. 
And now you're stepping into another chapter where yes. you're a wife, you're a mother, you're a businesswoman. What does success look like to you now, now that you have accomplished so much? Well, honestly, success is just having uh, my daughter and just having her be an addition to this world and, um, you know, just adding something and giving and just being a bright spirit here so that, like, is, if I can raise a, um, a good kid in this, in this environment, you know, that's like, that's my next, that's my next job and yeah. only job. Yeah, I like that. Well, thank you so much for being <laughs> here. You. And I thank feel like we guys. need to make a karaoke date because, yes. I mean, I, I know you can belt it and I yeah. feel like I can too. So do you like a little Shania Twain? I do love okay, Shania Okay, okay, good, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, thank you everybody here, that's live audience. And thank you everybody at home. Thank you. Please don't forget to be involved in the conversation. Talk to us on Instagram and Twitter at Pretty Big Deal. Also on the Anchor app, leave us a voice message for the after show. And do not forget, you are bold, you are brilliant, you are beautiful. I'm Yay. Ashley Graham. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Serena. Thank you. can't believe that was the last episode of season one. <gasps> All right, before you go, I want to tell you about a podcast I think you might like. It's called How It Is, where women tell their own stories in their own words. How It Is is a show from Hello Sunshine, executive produced by Miss Reese Witherspoon and hosted by Kelly McCreary. They feature women as experts in their own lives. Each season, our friends at How It Is take a topic and tackle it from all kinds of angles. Season three is out now, and they are asking for some incredible women to share their journey. Whether it's an adventure, an escape, a souvenir, an unexpected encounter, or finally, how we find home. You'll hear stories from Jamila Jamil, Phoebe Robinson, Sailor J, a roller derby star, a psychiatrist, and more. Check out How It Is and subscribe at applepodcast.com slash hellosunshine or wherever you listen to podcasts.